Bad news for Dems, the nail in the coffin of the newest environmental scare hoax. This week is ending with some very good news for the Trump campaign and for every true red Republican running for office. On the morning of July 2nd, National Review's Jim Garrity wrote, and I quote, Holy smokes, this news is so off the charts good, at first glance people might think it is a misprint. The U.S. economy added 4.8 million jobs in the month of June, and the unemployment rate dropped from 13.3% to 11.1%. We knew that as lockdowns lifted and businesses reopened their doors, employers would bring back laid-off workers. Economists expected a little under 3 million, end quote. Even the leftist CNBC announced, probably through clenched teeth and fists, that, quote, Record jobs gain of 4.8 million in June smashes expectations. Unemployment rate falls to 11.1 percent, end quote. The only people who will be disappointed by this news are leftists who exploit human suffering for political gain. If that weren't enough good news to lift the spirits of those dispirited by the anarchy generated by progressive ideology and tearing at the frayed seams of America, the word is getting out about a book just published on June 30th by a climate scare leader in which he confesses to and apologizes for the deception environmentalists have perpetrated against the entire civilized world. This is a truly stunning book titled Apocalypse Never by bona fide far-left environmentalist Michael Schellenberger in which he exposes and apologizes for the lies of climate activists that a handful of scientists have been trying to expose for years. The publication of his book was preceded one day earlier by his confession and apology on the preeminent environmentalist website, Environmental Progress, of which Schellenberger is the founder and president. In that mea culpa, he admits that his indefensible failure to admit the deception and climate terror inflicted on the world was caused in part by his embarrassment at being part of the charade, but primarily because of fear. And I quote him, Mostly I was scared. I remained quiet about the climate disinformation campaign because I was afraid of losing friends and funding. The few times I summoned the courage to defend climate science from those who misrepresent it, I suffered harsh consequences. And so I mostly stood by and did next to nothing as my fellow environmentalists terrified the public. I even stood by as people in the White House and many in the news media tried to destroy the reputation and career of an outstanding scientist, good man, and friend of mine, Roger Pilka, a lifelong progressive Democrat and environmentalist who testified in favor of carbon regulations. Why did they do that? Because his research proves natural disasters aren't getting worse. But then last year, things spiraled out of control. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. Britain's most high-profile environmental group claimed, climate change kills children. The world's most influential green journalist, Bill McKibben, called climate change the greatest challenge humans have ever faced and said it would wipe out civilizations. Mainstream journalists reported repeatedly that the Amazon was the lungs of the world and that deforestation was like a nuclear bomb going off, end quote. To be clear, 
The White House administration to whom Schellenberger refers, the one that tried to destroy the reputation of his friend Roger Pilka, was the Obama White House. As an aside, this same kind of personal and professional intimidation is corrupting both the hard and soft sciences on matters related to transcultism. Schellenberger worried about the effect of this ideological terrorism on the hearts and minds of children, and I quote him, Half the people surveyed around the world last year said they thought climate change would make humanity extinct. And in January, one out of five British children told pollsters they were having nightmares about climate change. Whether or not you have children, you must see how wrong this is. I admit I may be sensitive because I have a teenage daughter. After we talked about the science, she was reassured but her friends are deeply misinformed and thus understandably frightened. I thus decided I had to speak out. I knew that writing a few articles wouldn't be enough. I needed a book to properly lay out all of the evidence, end quote. Now just think of the people who have made bank on terrifying children like the autistic Greta Thunberg. Conservatives who have endured decades of scorn and mockery for challenging the claims of political terrorists who misrepresent data to manipulate not just Americans but the world will find it difficult to control the rising anger they will feel while digesting Schellenberger's revelations, which include the following, and I quote him, Humans are not causing a sixth mass extinction. The Amazon is not the lungs of the world. Climate change is not making natural disasters worse. Fires have declined 25% around the world since 2003. The amount of land we use for meat, humankind's biggest use of land, has declined by an area nearly as large as Alaska. Carbon emissions are declining in most rich nations and have been declining in Britain, Germany, and France since the mid-1970s. Netherlands became rich, not poor, while adapting to life below sea level. We produce 25% more food than we need, and food surpluses will continue to rise as the world gets hotter. Habitat loss and the direct killing of wild animals are bigger threats to species than climate change. Wood fuel is far worse for people and wildlife than fossil fuels. Preventing future pandemics requires more, not less, industrial agriculture. Factories and modern farming are the keys to human liberation and environmental progress. The most important thing for saving the environment is producing more food, particularly meat, on less land. The most important thing for reducing air pollution and carbon emissions is moving from wood to coal to petroleum to natural gas to uranium. 100% renewables would require increasing the land used for energy from today's 0.5% to 50%. We should want cities, farms, and power plants to have higher, not lower, power densities. Vegetarianism reduces one's emissions by less than 4%. Greenpeace didn't save the whales. Switching from whale oil to petroleum and palm oil did. Free-range beef would require 20 times more land and produce 300% more emissions, end quote. Some readers may remember 
or have heard of the book Silent Spring, published in 1962 and written by Rachel Carson, the unfit mother of the environmental movement. Silent Spring condemned the use of the pesticide DDT, which led to the worldwide banning of DDT and the subsequent deaths of millions from malaria. Her book also resulted in the creation of the Pesticide Commission, which transmogrified into the Environmental Protection Agency. Silent Spring, which became a worldwide sensation and generated the same kind of hysteria as the climate hoax we've endured for the past 50 years, is now viewed as environmentalist propaganda based on lousy science. Following on the humanity-trotting heels of Rachel Carson's pseudoscientific Silent Spring came the 1968 environmental freakout sensation, The Population Bomb, by Stanford University professor and irrepressible doomster Paul Ehrlich, which was described by theologian Dr. Thomas D. Williams as, quote, one of the most destructive books of the last century. Dr. Williams continues, and I quote, Ehrlich prophesied that hundreds of millions would starve to death in the 1970s and that 65 million of them would be Americans that already overpopulated India was doomed, and that most probably England will not exist in the year 2000. Ehrlich warned that sometime in the next 15 years the end will come, meaning an utter breakdown of the capacity of the planet to support humanity. If these musings had been received for what they actually were, the wacky theories of a crackpot academic, all would have been well, but the population bomb sold some three million copies and influenced an entire generation, end quote. As Dr. Williams shows, Ehrlich's expert prognostications, like Rachel Carson's, generated hysteria and worse, and I quote Dr. Williams, ideas have practical consequences, and Dr. Ehrlich did not leave his followers guessing as to what they ought to be. In the course of his illustrious career, Ehrlich has defended mass sterilization, sex-selective abortion, and infanticide. In his call for radical population control, Ehrlich has said he would prefer voluntary methods, but if people were unwilling to cooperate, he was ready to endorse various forms of coercion. To allow women to have as many children as they want, Ehrlich said, is like letting people throw as much of their garbage into their neighbor's backyard as they want, end quote. Yeah, there will be much bitterness on the parts of conservatives as they reflect on the scorn heaped on them for decades by self-identifying enlightened academics, pundits, and celebrities. But I'm sure those forthcoming apologies from humbled mockers and lying leftists, but I repeat myself, will soothe ruffled feathers. LOL. Start spreading the news, folks. Tell your children the world won't end in 12 years. Send this article or Michael Schellenberger's book to your government miseducation camps. They'll probably have to toss out their entire science curriculum before September. And most important, demand that every journalist ask befuddled Biden, AOC, and every other Democrat running for office to respond to Schellenberger's book. Hashtag science is real. Fool me once, shame on thee. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, villainy.